We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy Friday. Happy April Fool's Day. I'm Paul McCartney with my co-host, Jordana Blue. And DJ producing. Yeah, you're home, and I'm so happy that you're home. home. You're out of the Mayo Clinic. They sprung you. I see you're in the studio. Yes, I am. Missing you. There you go. But glad you're here. DJ in the studio. I know. I'm I'm missing you guys too. But it really is good to be home, and uh, out because I will be spending a lot of time there late May. But this is a very exciting weekend in and around Minneapolis. I can. Do you feel the buzz downtown? I mean, were there tons of people when you drove in? A crush of people. The skyways are full. It's it's like 2019 downtown. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yep. And you know who else is? Our own Susie Jones is at a Final Four party inside the Truly On Deck at Target Field, of course, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And we're going to check back in with her a ton during the show. Uh, Susie, are you with us? Hey, Susie. Hi. Hi, I'm here right now. Can you hear me? We got you loud and clear. Awesome. Great. It is so fun to be here. People are starting to arrive. And again, as you said, we're at the Title IX host house presented by Sleep Number, one of the co-partners. And there's a lot going on. I can see Target Field from where I sit right now. And it's gorgeous. It's green. When have we seen green? Mm. You know what I mean? And Mm. it's beautiful. It's new turf. First time that's happened since the facility was built. So it's very exciting to be here. Uh, There's a lot going on. There's a massive screen in front of me as well where they will actually be showing the game so you can watch the game from here if you sadly don't have a ticket about uh, just wrapped up a short time ago there was a panel discussion with women and their lives in sports and how far they've come and how far they still have yet to go so a lot going on but I have to tell you too that I happen to run into a family their cousins and they're here from Alexandria Minnesota and not only are they all basketball players, but they are in tournaments themselves this weekend, and they're going to the game tonight and Sunday. Wow. And in case you're wondering, they are huge UConn fans because, obviously, yep. pa- mm-hmm. <laughs> Paige Becker. So I'm going to start with you. What is your first name and how old are you? I'm Grace, and my first name, er, I'm Grace, and I'm 10. You're Grace, and you're 10. And you told me why you love Paige Beckers. Um, I really like her sportsmanship, and um, I like her technique of shooting and passing. And she's very nice, too, right? Yeah, she's really nice. Do you aspire one day to be like Paige Beckers, and what do you think you'll have to do to get there? Um, I think I'll just have to do a lot of practice, but I kind of want to be like Paige Beckers. <laughs> Wonderful. And you're going to go to school on Monday morning after being at the game Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be brush, you'll be bushy-tailed and bright-eyed on Monday, right? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. And this is your cousin, and what is your name? Maisie, and I'm 10. Maisie is 10, also a Paige Beckers fan. Uh, tell me what you like about Paige. Well, her sportsmanship, again, is very... Awesome, and then 
She gets the ball where she wants it and when she wants it. She was pretty amazing in that double overtime game to get here, right? Yeah. Were you walking around the house, like, jumping up and down and screaming during that game? I was really hoping they would win. And they did! All right, you're going to the game tonight, right? Yep. All right, go UConn. Go UConn. All right. So there's a couple fans. Uh, more people will be arriving, you two. And um, it's just really fun downtown. As you said, I walking in today to the station to get ready for this, I ran into some gals from South Carolina, and they were just in awe of Minneapolis. They said, where are all the cars? And I said, well, not everybody's back yet from, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, right. We haven't had a lot of cars downtown. But, you know, there's stuff, as you know, the convention center's got a party. There's a block party. There's just a ton going on. And and throughout the next three hours, we'll have different guests on Mm -hmm. talking about the ins and outs, what folks need to know if they're going to come down. You know, remember there's some street closed, street closures around Target Center. So be aware when you're out and about tonight of some of that to be aware of as well. Absolutely. Awesome. You got an extra good gig today, Susie. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And there's food. So fun. Oh. And there's food. Ah. I, I forgot to tell you, the Target Field mm. Culinary Crew is pulling out all the stops Michelle, our producer on scene, and I have been making our way through. Uh, they've got uh, cookies for sure, but other things we haven't been able to get to yet. But we're going to get up there and find some food and, and start this championship weekend in our hometown. It's so exciting. You know, we've been sort of in the doldrums, and I'm feeling like we're coming out of winter. We're coming out of the pandemic, and so happy to have so many visitors. About 30,000 people coming to town this weekend. Mm. So. We'll put on our happy face and roll out the red carpet and welcome people to downtown Minneapolis. Sounds great, Susie. Can't wait. So great. Yep. Fun and line. Jordana, and I, Jorda- Jordana mm-hmm. I love you mm-hmm. and I miss you and you're in my heart always. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> All right, talk next. She's going to put me over the edge. Well done. Because I'm already, you know, teetering on the edge of... Uh, with a lot of emotions today. It's just so exciting what's happening uh, down in Minneapolis. So yep. we're going to stay in that emotion uh, with excitement. And and my kids go to school where Paige Beckers graduated from in Hopkins. And they're having a watch party in the school cafeteria. You can send a, a recorded message to Paige. They claim it'll get to her. You can write her a note. You know, so there's a lot of things that's going on through Hopkins for some of the, the current students and the alumni that they can uh, get a little piece of page or, you know, try to be involved. So it's it's very sweet. Hurricane Page. Yeah, she's a force of nature. Just like you, Jordana. Just like yeah. you. Hey, um, we're going to be checking back with Susie at Target Field a couple of times every hour mm-hmm. uh, for the duration of our show. And a reminder, Arctic Explorer and Bancroft is a game changer, the definition of a game changer. She's going to be joining us coming up at about half an hour at about 3.45. So hope you can stick around for that. Talking about Title IX, the influence of sports in her career. And uh, we got a jam-packed show today, including the one and only Tim Lammers with ideas what to watch this weekend. Tim, up next. Now joining Paul and Jordana to talk Hollywood, film reviews, and all things movies from directconversations.com. It's Tim Lammers. Presented by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Attorneys. Seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Do you need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. 
people all over the world have my disease. From here, to find a cure, we have to push the boundaries, take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. So David knew that was coming, and he was watching my reaction. Yeah, You're mean. You jumped. You jumped. <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> because that sounds terrifying. I turned it up a little Tim- bit just for you. Your dad too. <laughs> Tim Lammers movie reviews are brought to us as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, Tim, what the heck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> You know what? I was just thinking that. I was thinking, Jordana's listening, it's all quiet, and boom, it hits. And I just imagined your reaction. Yeah, if if you were visualizing that, you're going to see Jared Leto being swarmed by a bunch of vampire bats. Oh, oi. Oh. That doesn't that sound like a disease. That sounds like too, a, Jordana. a horror film. Yeah, yeah. 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 But this is, believe it or not, uh, it takes place in the superhero universe, the Marvel superhero universe. There are supervillains, of course, or in this case, I think Mo- uh, Morbius is more of an anti-hero movie, more like a, a Venom sort of thing. Uh, Jared Leto plays Michael Morbius, foremost authority in bloodborne illnesses. He's been suffering from this rare disease his entire life. He's gaunt, he's weak, he's only able to walk with crutches. He discovers what may be a cure if he fuses human DNA with vampire bat DNA. Of course, he has to make uh, himself the first test subject. What can go wrong? Yeah. 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 What could go wrong? And, And basically, he turns himself into a man bat who can only be tamed with artificial blood. But that only lasts so long. And then what do uh, vampire bats starve for? Uh, Blood. Regular blood, yes. Oh, boy. So then things get really ugly. But he can control his impulses. He is hoping for a cure still. He has somebody else uh, that uh, treats themselves without his knowledge, and they're perfectly fine with being a vampire. So... You know, it's it's you know, it's a it's a Marvel movie, but it's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. There is a difference. Disney produces all of those films, but Sony owns the rights to certain characters like Spider-Man, whom Disney borrowed. But they own Venom, they own Morbius. So don't expect anything as polished as what you get with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But look, I like this movie. Um, I like the fact that you got this uh, creature in the superhero world. Um, by and large, though, I don't read reviews, but I look at aggregate services that start with that rotten blah, blah, blah name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of critics hate this movie, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, maybe there's some deal with the fact that this is different from the comics or whatever, but I just want to be entertained. Look, I got my money's worth just hearing that you were scared from that clip. Hey, Tim, most of us, Tim, most of us root for the good guys. You know, maybe a few of us root for the bad guys. But one of the criticisms I heard about this movie in particular, good guys are turning into villains. So the whole superhero universe is is kind of muddled. And this may have some implications for what happens with Spider-Man. And without giving away spoilers, uh, did you get that uh, that gist as well? Well, not 
Not too much, and this is a good point that you brought up, Paul, because there are two end credit scenes, one right after the main titles, another mm-hmm. one more in the middle. Don't stay to the very end. Um, but you do um, get a deal where you meet at least one Spider-Man villain. So, yeah, it'll have implications with it. And, again, I don't know the comic book history. A better question for that would be with Michael Bryant, who sponsors this segment. He's a huge comic book fan, so he would obviously know more than I do. I just look at these movies for what they are. I'm a movie Marvel movie fan, not a Marvel comic book fan. So I look at it differently. I'm not as judgmental, obviously, because I don't have a story I'm comparing it to. So yeah, I mm-hmm. I hope so. Look, it, it's an anti-hero movie though. It's 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 a bad guy, good guy turned bad guy turned uh, semi-bad guy going after the worst guys. If that makes sense, mm. <laughs> you know. So makes it, sense it, a little. It, it, it hits yeah. a little close to home. You know, he's got a blood disease, so yeah, I, you know, I might get yeah, some ideas. Believe me, I kind of here. thought about that too, Jordana. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I look. The, we we all hope for a cure. I hope yours doesn't in, involve anything with um, merging vampire, vampire bat DNA no, yeah. and human DNA. Me neither. We're going to go with no. Uh, the second film you have is a, a foreign film, so it'd be hard for us to play a clip because we can't do the subtitle thing on the radio. So what's this about and what's it called? Yeah, it's called You Won't Be Alone. Uh, look, I was pitched this movie uh, by one of my favorite publicists in the business, and there were a couple of things that attracted me. A uh, horror film. Um, which I like. Uh, Numi Rapace, she was in the Alien prequel Prometheus. I, I like her a lot. I had no idea going in, though, that the film was going to be in Macedonian. Um, and Macedonian? Yeah. It's set in 19th century Macedonia, where this girl is kidnapped and transformed by this uh, specter of a woman burned at the stake. A witch, or thought to be a witch. Uh, this ghost... Uh, teaches this girl in a very grisly manner how to shapeshift into other human beings and sometimes animals as she tries to find a comfortable skin to live in, essentially, in this very unforgiving environment. Now, it sounds like it could be interesting, but here's the thing. I have an intolerance for really, really gory stuff in movies. This movie feels like a gory, severely twisted Grimm's fairy tale. Very grim movie throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, very bizarre, too. It's one of these sit back and scratch your heads and, and say, what the, what the heck is going on here sorts of movies. Okay. Well, not for us. I might just avoid that one based yeah. on that review, hard Tim. I do yes. listen to you. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. I, again, I, I, I give movies like this a try. I know right. that there are art house yeah. uh, fans mm-hmm. out there that like the art house stuff. This one just didn't work for me. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Well, Tim, you're the best. I think a lot of people are going to be watching basketball, so the movies are going to have a lot of competition this weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, we always appreciate you. And they're putting on the list, you know, I'm about to be sequestered in a little while when I go for my bone marrow transplant. So I am, by the way, these two are not making the list, but I am giving a list of movies <laughs> yeah. of Tim Weller's suggestions. Rest assured, I will find more Jordana-friendly yes. titles for you. you. You're going to have, I'm going to, it's going to be multiple texts coming your way. I'm not going to be able to fit them all into one. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Tim. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Tim. You too. Catch you Tuesday. You bet. Hey. Did you get pranked at all today? Uh, No. No more so than usual. But um, David, did the girls play any April Fool's jokes on you? Because they think that's hilarious. No, no. They don't know what that means. Yeah. Not yet. No. But 
When we come back, some of my favorite all-time April Fool's Day pranks, uh, and you get to choose which one, if any, you like the most. That's next on CCO. Uh, hey, Paul, it's Wally from Oconia. Here's a prediction. You're wrong. Have a blessed day. I'm talking to you. Come on. Friendly. Yeah, he's, friendly. He's really friendly. Yeah, fr- yeah he sounds like a nice guy. Friendly trolling. Yes. Thank you, Wally. Look at the Whoever the hell you are. So this morning, dear friends of ours told us that they were pregnant and expecting another child. Ooh, really? And it was on a group text with a bunch of other friends. And these friends that I'm speaking of are younger than I. So it was expected from them and not from us. But I immediately knew that this was a joke. And one of our friends did not. Oh. And took the bait and went along with it. And then, you know, asking a lot of questions, you know, does your mom know this is so exciting? You know, and uh, of course, in the end, it turned out to be an April Fool's prank, but a pretty good one because at least one out of the group fell for it. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. cruel. Kind of cruel. Yeah. A little bit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Funny for a few minutes. Oh, my. April Fool's Day. Um, There's so many pranks out there. I don't know if you have any favorites. There are a couple circulating that are new this year that caught my eye. Yesterday, you talked about, uh, uh, let's see, the donuts, right? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts and the the cosmetics. They're doing a makeup line. And that's real. Is that not real? No, that is apparently real. But Velveeta, the cheese... They have a new line of beauty products, including moisturizer and night cream. And they went online and they said the creaminess of Velveeta now in skincare. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's actually a good line. It's pretty good, yeah. And I do like Velveeta. Uh, Lego. How many times have you stepped on Legos? Oh, please. They, they have an ad out online. Um, Legos smart bricks, toy building block pieces that automatically move out of the way when a person approaches. If only. Yeah. <laughs> That's that hilarious. Cool? <laughs> but there, That's really good. Sure, there have been some great ones over the years. Cottonelle, uh, the toilet paper folks, they uh, created uh-huh. a spoof, an April Fool's Day ad for left-handed toilet paper. Oh, boy. Why should right-handers be closer to cleanliness? In 2015, Cottonell tweeted out it was introducing left-handed toilet paper for Southpaws. That's uh, good. And people people bought into it. People were excited, yep. 1996, Taco Bell took out newspaper ads saying it had bought the Liberty Bell in an effort to help the national debt. Apparently, some U.S. senators were taken in. And the National Park Service even held a press conference to deny the news. People really thought that Taco Bell bought the Liberty Bell. 
Oh, that's funny. But as of noon that day, back in 96, uh, Taco Bell admitted the joke along with donating $50,000 for the Liberty Bell's care. Google, in 2005, introduced the Google Gulp, a drink that would help to achieve maximum optimization of your soon-to-be-grateful cerebral cortex. So good for your brain, also low in carbs. There have been other fake Google products over the years, including Google Romance, Gmail Paper, (laughs) which, which... Kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> Gmail, Gmail paper. paper. Yeah. And Google. There was one Google yeah. Voice for Pets. So I, uh, those apparently Google did not Google Voice take for Pets, meaning like your pet can talk your to pet, you? Well, your pet work? can actually activate Google. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, that's funny. That was in April like order 1st. more treats? Yeah. Bark, bark, rough, rough. That's funny. And, Jura, I thought of you uh, for this one. Don't drink and surf the web. In 1994, PC Magazine ran a column about a bill making its way through Congress that would prohibit the use of the Internet while intoxicated. Yeah. Despite the name of the contact person, the contact person they gave was Lerpa Sloof. Lerpa Sloof, whose name spelled backwards, you know, April Fool's. Uh, many people took the story seriously, but in retrospect, Lerpa. it wasn't such a bad idea, right? That's Dr- pretty funny. Drinking and uh, trolling the web. You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't, because you end up buying lots of things that you should not be buying. I know. Mm-hmm. Hellman's uh, first dessert mayonnaise. <laughs> a few oh, years God. ago, oh. Hellman's mayonnaise made with Butterfinger. Think of it like a Dairy Queen blizzard, but a sandwich nope. spread. Nope. No, thank you. And and they went on to say, Jordi, you can expect the crunchy sweetness of a Butterfinger mixed with the smoothness of Hellman's. Ugh, I'm vomiting a little. Yeah. Ugh. But That's gross. The all-time best, and, and look, this is subjective. I'm sure our listeners have, have some great April Fool's Day jokes. In 1957, on April Fool's Day, the BBC in the UK, there's a TV show called Panorama, and they talked about, they had a segment on television about pasta growing on trees. The Swiss spaghetti harvest enjoyed a bumper year due to mild weather and the elimination of the spaghetti weevil, and so they actually had video of of spaghetti dangling from tree leaves, <laughs> my and God. and many Brits were taken in. The story was on television. Then a relatively new invention. This story, pasta growing on trees, ranks as the number one April Fool's hoax of all time by the oh. Museum of Hoaxes website. Oh, I didn't even know there was a such a thing. There's yeah, a museum a of okay. of hoaxes, but um, I guess there is. Yeah, I don't know. Paul, that's I, pretty good. They're all so good. I saw one today on Facebook where somebody had um, turned the National Weather Service forecast in and translated it to Kelvin, to you know degrees oh, Kelvin. Really? So, so like for example, currently oh. it's two hundred and seventy nine degrees. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Twin Cities, but that would mess people up if you, you know, it would, somehow switched. That's fine. But it does seem warmer <laughs> somehow psychologically. Yeah, yeah, it would be yeah. nicer having. Uh, you know, it'd be nicer if it was in the three hundreds. But you know, we'll yeah. take two seventy nine. We'll take two seventy nine. <laughs> Good place to start. Oh, boy. Uh, I'd like to just, I was hoping for some text for um, some great April Fool's jokes, but this one I think I have to read out loud. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. Jor, thanks for coming back. 
Prayers to your family, but while you were gone, the boys went off the rails. Mm, yeah, we uh, did. A little bit. <laughs> they, rem- they reminded me of an ungreased hamster wheel, and the hamster was on caffeine. <laughs> Seriously. You say as it like it's a bad are. thing. <laughs> as good as the vice are without you, being bring something irreplaceable to the show. Thank you. Please take care. That and lean true. on the guys. Hey, hey Paul. I, I believe you Oh, 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 oh. Ow, ow, ow. But the image of the have you removed from the studio. And then the hamster on yeah. caffeine, I like yeah. all of it. Well, so that's you yeah. guys. Thank yeah. you. That, that made me smile. It is better when right. you're here, George. Stating Thank the you. obvious, it is much and better. The legend and Bancroft next. Trailblazers, rule breakers, role models, game changers. While Title IX opened the door for girls and women in education and sports, some took the opportunity to make history and create a lasting legacy both on the playing field and in the boardroom. Now let's feature one of them and her story with Paul and Jordana. This is Game Changers on News Talk 830 WCCO. Proudly presented by Thrivent, a Fortune 500 financial services organization championing female leaders. We have been waiting for this time, and we're excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that our Game Changers exercise is over because I've loved interviewing these incredible women all throughout. But the fact that we have Anne Bancroft with us as the finale of our Game Changers series, and of course, we've been waiting for this weekend leading up to the Women's Final Four in downtown Minneapolis. And we are thrilled to have you live on Facebook and Twitter and on the radio. Oh, it's so great to be with you. And I know you're like, okay, guys, you're looking at your watch because you're headed to the games, right, after this? <laughs> That's right. I can't wait. <laughs> so tell us your involvement in this uh, leading up to the Women's Final Four. Tell us what you've been doing in, in some of their activities. Well, they've just, you know, the whole crew at Title IX um, has just done a wonderful job all year long, and um, I'm so honored to have been included. Um in the nine and be on the bus and um, be surrounded by so much wonderful energy and activities and, you know, reaching out into the community to really talk about title nine and its history, you know, from all of our different perspectives um, and then, you know, bringing us up to today. And um, it, it gives us a chance to, to, to sort of reflect back on where we've come and, and, you know, I was, I'm on the cusp of Title IX. I'm old enough. So I'm in that crew. And then, so I really get to look back and, um, celebrate all of that, but also at the same time, um, reflect and see where we still need to go and, and, and how exciting the next 50 years is also going to be. So, well, what a what a wonderful way to to celebrate 50 years and to cap it off with the with the final four right here in our community. What I mean, it's just it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you've had you've had a storybook life and a storybook career. You have done so many cool things. Your Arctic adventures. You're a role model uh, for young people, men and women. And I'm just curious. As we meet today virtually and as you attend the final four, uh, the women's final four, what's going through your mind in terms of what advice would you have for young people? Um, you were able to pursue your dreams. What, what would you recommend for young people in terms of fulfilling their dreams? 
Well, I think, you know, I was really lucky in, in some respects. Um, I went to a school early on that, that had sports prior to Title IX. Um, so before 72. And, and then I switched schools and my last two years was at a public school. It's now called Two Rivers in West St. Paul. And, um, uh, they didn't have any sports really to, and didn't take girls athletics at all seriously. And then, and then the legislation came through. Um, and I was really impassioned about sport and competition. So there's a difference between gym or mm-hmm. physical activity and intramurals. Um, and, um, so I'd go into the athletic director's office every day. And bother him and say, you know, it's got to happen today. And my, my parents really helped me. And I, you know, I was really shy. Um, and I found my voice because of my passion. And so what I would say to young people today is, you know, don't, don't listen to the naysayers. Um, follow where you've got to go, where you are best. Um, you know yourself. And find the people that can help you raise up your voice and get it done. You, you know, we don't have our whole life to wait until somebody else thinks it's a serious thing. And, um, so I feel, you know, I've been doing a lot of reminiscing, um, with my parents and my mom and, and, um, just what those days were like and, and how it really formed me as a person. And, you know, I went off to the ice caps. Um, as an, as a young adult and I fulfilled those dreams, but I couldn't have done it without my experience on the playing fields and my experience for fighting for competition my last two years of high school. Um, so that I could go off and play in college as well. And it taught me everything. It made me want to be a teacher, a coach. Um, uh, and it's, 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 permeated my life in terms of leadership skills, in terms of teamwork skills, in terms of even enduring the last two years of ambiguity with the, with COVID-19 because you can't control everything on the court. And so you, and sometimes you got to sit out and it's painful. So I've learned so much from sport and I, and you know, I just, I'm so excited to see what's happening with young people and the caliber of play. It's been astounding. Um, women have owned sort of this year as well, I think, in sport in so many venues. And um, so I just, you know, follow your passion. It's simple. And, of course, the world knows you. You were speaking with Anne Bancroft as, you know, a preeminent polar explorer, an internationally recognized leader. But I think uh, not as many people know that you also taught physical education and special education. And I love hearing how you are equating your experiences with helping you through your expeditions um, and also through COVID. I think so many of us are looking for ways to explain that and searching for resilience. Um Girls today, girls that that weren't like you and I are aware of the 50th anniversary or maybe having lived through it, and and, and you are sharing some advice, but what is a thought or two that maybe you could leave them with today? And I share your excitement with uh, the progress that we've made. Well, I think think one of the things that's been seminal for me and um, is 
is we don't do anything alone. So you see pictures of me on the polar ice caps, and I look pretty all by myself, um, pretty alone, maybe one other person or so. But there's a groundswelling of support that went into that moment. Um, and I think that that's very true for uh, all the things that we achieve in life. And I wouldn't be where I am today without a teacher, a coach, um, supportive parents, um, it, you know, even as an adult. So I think, you know, I would say, f- you know, find the people that believe in you and believe um, in the things that you want to do. And you'll cut away from all of the challenges that will arise in your path. And they, they'll be there. Um, and they teach us a lot. They're good things to have happen to us. But you get through them with, with the help of others. And, um, it really doesn't matter what we choose to do, whether it's on the court or we're in a boardroom or somewhere else. Um, uh, we don't do it alone. And, and I would say to young people, especially, you know, find those one or two people that really are going to be in your corner. Um, it makes all the difference. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Arctic explorer, educator, inspirational role model, and Bancroft. It seems appropriate that you cap off the Game Changers series, uh, courtesy of Thrive. And thank you. And thank you for your words of wisdom and wish you continued success wherever your adventures take you. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. And party. Go have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be right back. The news is next on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.